Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar. And this is Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. Oh, Light. What are we going to talk about today? Well, um, I think we're talking about rolling up like attributes because I was trying to roll up some pregens for uh, Mothership for your one-shot coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to tell you how we used to roll up attributes back in the day when we would play Palladium Heroes Unlimited. It was uh, 3D6 is the base, but then they give you these ideas like re-rolling ones or re-rolling ones and twos. Yep. Or rolling 4D6. And, and, and dropping the lowest. Dropping the lowest. Yeah, so let's talk through the different variations of it. Well, here's what we would do is, uh, so what we would do is we would take this huge variation that was we would roll 46, re-roll ones and twos, and if you rolled a 16 or higher, you kept on rolling an extra D6. And if you kept on rolling sixes, you kept on rolling six. And we had some powerful characters. Yeah, so, you know, I want to break it up in terms of, so, you know, if you, if you want like, like a super uh, hero, heroic, let's say super heroic campaign. That's the way then, to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so you, you know, so we've uh, like in the Hyperborea campaign, I wanted to run that one as more of a super heroic campaign. In the fantasy world, obviously. So we rewrote ones and twos, like Lobar said. Um, so if you want a more super heroic campaign, then yes, reroll ones and twos. The traditional method of what 3D6 down the line, and then yes. take, take what you get. That's the classic style. No, no switching around numbers, no moving around stats, straight down the line, like we did. I think whenever I've done just 3D6s, I often give players the option to place them when I do the roll up to place their, their numbers where they want them to go. Right. I have done some in the line, but often I just give them the option to place them where they go. Yeah. So for our recent MTC session zero campaign, we just did straight down the line, 3d6, no changes, no flips, no additions. And, you know, I had a couple of characters that had like an attribute of four or seven. <laughs> I didn't get anything. I don't think lower than a seven when we did that the other day in that game. I didn't roll terrible at all. <laughs> I rolled pretty terrible. So, you know, there's a lot of variations as such. I mean, usually for a regular campaign, I like to make sure that the characters overall, they have anywhere from like a plus one to plus three total bonus across their attributes, if that makes sense. You know, so for me, I, you know, I like to make sure everyone has a, Plus one to plus three range total bonus. If you sum up all your bonuses and negatives, if you want like a super heroic campaign, then your bonuses might sum up to like a plus six or plus seven even. And so that's how I try to gauge how powerful the characters are off their attributes. So I want to talk about uh, something that you can add to this that I think is cool. So let's say you roll up that character and, and it comes to a total of negative one, negative two, negative three. For your bonuses, yes. And instead of just throwing it all out, you can invert them. And this is something I, I don't know where I picked up from. I think I got it from a dungeon mag or something along the line, somewhere along the lines. Inverting the roll is simply taking 21 because you've got a chance of 3 to 18. And if you're going to invert that number, you got to add the additional 3. You take the 21 and you subtract whatever you had and you're just inverting what you've rolled kind of along those lines. And you're going to end up with a three to 18 only instead of on the negative side, it'll pop up on the positive side, kind of the opposite way. 
So if you want to invert those rolls and get better instead of re-rolling, just subtract them all from 21 and go with those numbers. <laughs> so, for example, since I rode a four on one of my MCC characters, if I invert it, maybe 21 minus four, and all of a sudden my character would have a very high score of 17. <laughs> yep. Also, if you rolled a 10, that would now be, what, an 11? It wouldn't change anything on your bonuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't change on your bonuses. But let's say you rolled a 14. Then you become a, what, a 7 then? Yeah. So it's going to invert them on the opposite end if they're high or low. But it'll take you from a negative to a positive without having to reroll the whole character. And you still have the random element to it. Yeah. And again, this applies for your traditional... Uh, fantasy role plays where the attributes are like a 3 to 18 scale, not some of the other games that we play where it's like a D100 or something else like that. Yeah, so your basic D&D based games that works with yep. the 3D6 styles. A lot of those games that do that are pretty much based off the D&D concepts. Rolling skills with, or rolling the uh, attributes with Mothership is a little bit different because they use like a pool of tens. You're doing a percentage-based attribute. Yep, you're doing like, uh, I forget, something like 60, 10 or something like that to start. I forget. So, and it's fine. It's just a, a little bit more more math. I just have a calculator with me to, you know, quickly sum things up for it. And it, it works out. Now, depending on your style of rolling, like everybody tries different things with their game tables that I've seen. I think it's very common now to roll not to roll a 4d6 and drop a lowest. Yes. I think that's one of the most common ones out there that I see. I don't have a problem with that. It definitely keeps the characters from going too low so you can drop your lowest, but you're never never assured that you're going to not get a 3 or a 4 in an attribute. Yeah, I mean there's options where, you know, if you roll if you if you get a 1 in your dice pool, then you can reroll one one or something like that so there's different ways to uh change it up a little bit you know so that way you don't end up with a character that has like a f- attribute of four <laughs> well the ad and d first edition i believe it was the dungeon master's guide has something interesting to say about rolling up these characters uh, what it says is that if you have if your character doesn't have two st- at least one or two stats for your attributes that are 15 or higher that you should raise a couple to be 15 or higher because you should be a character that's good at something. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. So sometimes when I've done game and character creation, I will do that. I will say, okay, one of those attributes you can take a 15 in or something along those lines. If the player didn't roll anything 15 or higher, yeah. just to kind of give them an equalizer with the other characters in the party. Right, or you can have them roll like a 1d4 bonus type of thing on your attribute just to bump them up a little bit. And like I said, typically what I do is I look at their summation of the bonuses. You know, their summation of the bonuses, like I said, if it's positive between plus one to plus three, then I'm going to, you know, be like, that's good for a typical campaign. And that's bonus. Usually there's a, a, a chart of, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Of uh, attrib- your attribute modifiers or whatever that you get. So like a, a zero or a 10 would usually be zero. And then you go below tens, depending on which edition or what variant you're using, you get to the negative one, right. negative two. Some of them go as high as like when you get to 18 being like four or f- plus four or plus five, depending on the edition you're using. I think a lot of the old school editions usually top out at 
plus two or plus three that I've seen. Yeah, usually I play up to plus three for an 18 or minus three. I have seen some editions of D&D, like you said, that you could get 18 with a percentile bonus of like 18 and 50, and then you can get to the plus four, plus five range. But I don't don't use that that rule set. <laughs> And I've seen, and I've seen some like with Swords of Wizardry and stuff like that. Some variants where the plus one is going to be what you're going to get as a bonus. And honestly, uh, the less of a bonus you get, I like that because the attributes themselves kind of don't mean as much. In a lot of the old school editions, it's easier to run someone with lower scores without it hindering you too much in game because it doesn't have as big of an impact. Now, if you're doing a skill check based on the attribute number itself, where you're trying to roll under it, that's another question. It is yeah. a slightly bigger impact, but yeah, and we'll cover that in a separate podcast <laughs> on attribute attribute mechanic checks. But uh, you're right in in regards to the game. So, like with five e, your attribute score and your bonuses matter quite a bit because it factors into a lot of other skill checks that you may have. So it plays a bigger role in it. So those tend to be a little bit higher um, scores, I think, in five e. I think that we talked in a previous, I think it was uh, Len from Florida that talked on a previous episode where we talked about the point buy versus the rolling. And a lot of games do the point buy instead of the check. And I've even seen that show up in some of the newer editions of D&D where it's, oh, you have so many points to distribute. If you want to go above like a 14, 15 or whatever, it's going to cost you a little extra from those points than it would normally. Yeah. I mean, I like point buy systems as well, too. I mean, I like the chaosium system of point distribution for some of your skills and such to customize your characters. So I do enjoy those. I do enjoy the point buys that they use in like champions, prowlers, and paragons that uh, Florida Lynn actually wrote. So I'm a fan of that as well, too. I think that I think my I I tend to prefer just rolling a 3d6 for the attributes because it's something I've done for so long. But I do appreciate free league the way they do it. You're not having as large a numbers. You're like a span of like two to four or five for your attributes. And you have a point by system there. What I like about that point by system specifically is that it makes character creation pretty fast. <laughs> so- uh, yeah, yeah. I guess to your point, point buys can get super crunchy, especially in like a champion style point by. The uh, free league point by that we played for what for Binnenlands was pretty straightforward because you know it wasn't taking like a hundred point distribution. <laughs> yeah, you get like 14, 15 at most points to distribute between four of the your attributes. It yeah. doesn't take too long to figure out which which of those is gonna be your like threes, two, we're gonna go two right. somewhere. <laughs> Am I gonna pull something up all the way? Am I trying to keep it even? It's a pretty quick process when you only have four attributes, but I tend to prefer Roland just because it's uh, nostalgic, something I'm used to doing and fun, seeing what I'm going to get. I like that. I think that I don't have a preferred way of rolling. I do have things that I've thrown in there, like little house rules from various games to games. And I've experimented with a lot of different ones over the year, everything from just rolling straight down. And I'll say, okay, you can swap two of them in order to get the class you're looking to play. I do a lot of that, but what I do the most is I say, okay, you got six attributes, go ahead and roll seven and choose the six you prefer to have. 
I tend to do that more than anything else when it comes to, and I usually say, okay, put them where you want so you can play what you want. Because I think a lot of times players want to play what they want, but games like Dungeon Crawl Classics, kind of the randomness of everything is part of the game and the uniqueness of the experience that they're doing there. So Yeah, so like Dungeon Crawl Classics and Mutant Crawl Classics, MCC, with the level zero funnel, you don't know what class you're going to be into after you survive that first adventure. So rolling down the line, you know, works for that system. Uh, do you have a, have a preference of ways to roll or something that you think is your favorite or you've done the most? I think the one I've done the most is that like exactly what I've said, when you roll seven, choose six, put them where you want, depending on how powerful I want them to be. Sometimes I'll do a, I'll, 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 I'll have a few other th- options in there. Like the subtracting from 21 that I've said, is one that I've done in quite a few games as well, putting that option out there if needed. Yeah, I think it depends, like I said, on what type of campaign I'm running. If I'm running like a more of a superhero campaign, like we're doing with uh, Hyperborea, then I'll do the um, 3D6 rerolls ones and twos, for example. But if I want a standard campaign, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to find a method where, like I said, the bonuses might be in the plus one to plus three type of range. Um, and that could be a 3D6 uh, with a, a 1D4 bonus if, it's, if things are too low, so... So if it's re-roll ones and twos, here's the big question on that one. Do you keep on re-rolling the ones and twos or do you have one shot at it? Uh, usually it's one shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> when we were kids, it was, you can't have ones and twos, keep re-rolling. <laughs> no, I mean, again, that's another variation of ones and twos, right? It could be that ones and twos are, are banned for life <laughs> or it could be you have one chance of re-rolling it. You know, but for me, from a system standpoint, I prefer the Call of Cthulhu system, which is a point by uh system so you can help customize your skills and such so for me that's probably my personal favorite from a system standpoint well that's about all we got time for today if you've enjoyed this why don't you uh give us a positive review wherever you're listening if you have given us a positive review thank you so much we're very appreciative of the ones we've gotten Share it with your friends. Tell others. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We post there pretty often. You can follow me on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. I post there pretty often as well. And uh, keep those dice rolling. And may you roll three sixes on all of your attribute checks. 